What's up, y'all? I'm Teresa. And I'm Amber. And this is the Hype Media Podcast. Teresa, it's been a little minute. By a little minute, I mean a while. But you know how we've been. What's been going on? Thank you for asking. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. <clears throat> you know, for real, for real, I've been chilling. You know what I'm saying? All right, but not for real. I've been good. You know, getting through life. So I should say trying to be good because, you know, everybody got their own little issues that they deal with on a day to day. And, you know, we just try to fight through it. So, you know, I've been getting through some of the stuff. So, you know, go me. Hashtag team. Anyways, you know, how you been doing? What's up with you? You know, you know the way I am. We're chilling. I really been doing much, you know. Kind of got injured a minute ago, so I can't really do nothing. But you know, it's okay. It's okay. Cutest chick on crutches, y'all know. Per as I should. But do you wear your crutches? You're my business. Don't do that. <laughs> You're trying to be smart. <laughs> I don't like that. It's not giving what it was supposed to give. Anyway, getting back into you know the swing of things. Are you ready to go back to school? Because honestly. I only got like two brain cells left. I'm not even gonna lie. Got five screws, two of them missing, three of them loose. Baby, at least you got two. <laughs> I got a half of one. <laughs> it ain't working for me. This cool thing, it ain't the move. It's not the move. I kid you not, it's not the move. At the moment, not in the mental space yet. Gotta. gotta. Anyways, um, I don't know how I feel about going back to school yet. You know, I just been. So used to being at home, mm-hmm. that going back to school is a little sus. I feel like going back to school is weird because we were in ninth grade and then we blinked and now we're juniors. Like, what is going on? I really cried the other day, though, because I do not want to grow up so fast. Like, I'm going to have to start paying bills. You don't do that already? Pay for my own food. You don't do that already? I do, but that's not the point. All Man. of them. All of my own. See, I don't care about the growing up part. Like, having to pay my bills and stuff, because it's like, I'm so prepared for that. I don't understand how prepared I am to live on my own, buy my own food, pay my own rent, pay, like, everything. Like, just to do it by myself instead of depending on other people, because, you know, that depending on other people stuff get old. And then it's like, especially when somebody... You use it against you. You're just like, well, I pay for this. I pay for that. Well, you ain't trying to help me get my own apartment, are you? I, I, I mean, like, I know I'm 16, but ma'am, you can help. Honestly, it's not even like the responsibility and the independence and stuff like that, because I already do have that anyway. I'm just like, I'm not going to be no kid no more. Like, oh my gosh, my childhood is almost over. I'm going to be 18 in two years. That's scary. 
I think my childhood ended when I started pooping so much. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm gonna say that. All right. By the way, that was a joke. I'm gonna hold you a little bit. I think. No, you know, you know, it was a joke. It was a joke. Calm down. Child. Um. Anyway, so with all this, you know, new COVID strand and the vaccines and stuff. Me personally, I already got vaccinated. I'm fully vaccinated. Um. I did it because. I'll be doing a little bit of traveling and I'll be around elderly people half the time. So it's just like, it was a responsibility thing on my part. I felt like it was very responsible for me to, you know, try to take action against something to prevent it if I can. But I'm not saying it's for everybody. But for me personally, I feel like it was the best choice. Honestly, I haven't just got around. I haven't got around to it. Like, I don't know. I don't know why I haven't got around to it. I'm just like debating. And I know it's like, oh, well, you need to get it to save other people. It's selfish. Or you just need it because you don't want to get sick and die. Baby, if I die, it's my time to go. Okay. It's my time. It's just my time. Exactly. Like, you you can't stop it. Like, what is that supposed to do? Anyways, uh, but I might get it. Whenever I make an appointment, finally. Honestly, you just got to make sure it's your choice and that you do research into which vaccine you get because not all of them are one size fits all. So you really got to take your time and look at the facts, details, all of that. Exactly. And uh, I haven't found the time to do that. So... <laughs> Yeah, but um, about this new Delta variant, um, child, I thought it was done. I thought it was over with. I thought, boom, barrel, you know, Miss Corona came, did her thing, you know, and it was done. Shorty said, oh, you thought I was just taking the rest of your ninth grade year and your sophomore year? Yeah, your junior year, snatchies, give me that. I don't know how I feel about that. You ain't know she had a twin? <laughs> she said, oh, it's just like Pretty Little Liars, bro. It's just like Pretty Little Liars on on me. We never knew Abe was going to be Spencer's twin sister. Who knew that? Nobody saw X that coming. Did not at all. And this is the exact same thing. I'm like, we saw it coming, but we ain't see it coming. Like, we ain't know she had a twin sister. But you know, <laughs> the twin, the twin little, little rock. Uh, and I apologize to the people that haven't seen Pretty Little Liars yet, or if you was planning on watching it. Oh, surprise! Yeah. My my bad. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a good show. I recommend that y'all watch it. There's a lot of plot twists leading up to this moment, so yeah. I didn't even think about that. Oh my god, <laughs> I feel bad. <laughs> So, Amber, going back to the, you know, school-related thing, what do you think this school year going to be like? Like, what do you think is going to happen? Because so, I don't even know. I really don't know. Like, 
we made our predictions for freshman year. It's going to be the best year of our lives. It was the worst year of my life. Um, No cap. Like, that was the worst year I've ever had in high school. Just, no, nah, it was terrible. Sophomore year was bad because of, you know, the virus and everything. But freshman year was just not – it wasn't enjoyable for many reasons. A lot was going on at, during that time. It was just a lot. So junior year, I'm hoping it's better. I hope we have a good time. Like, I hope these last two years of high school are the best years of our life, man. The best years of my life. Yes. That seems so awkward. (laughs) (laughs) It it was a Jesse reference, you know? Girl, anyway, so I don't know how the school year is going to play out, honestly. Like, I don't know what to expect. Like, it's not going to be the same as it was before all this COVID stuff happened. I know that. But I don't know. I don't know what to expect. Like, I don't know. And plus, they already got my schedule wrong. So, um, like. Yeah. Um, so, you already know what school we go to. And if you don't know, we go to Westinghouse and Westinghouse Academy. It's in, you know, the Homewood area. Her. Shout y'all out. Um, but I just have a little problem. Me and Teresa have been going to the school since sixth grade. Mm-hmm. Sixth through 11th. And we plan to stay there for 12th grade. And I'm just not understanding why we don't have any classes together. Not even lunch or breakfast. I don't yeah. know how I feel about that. I don't have breakfast. We don't even eat breakfast. We don't go to breakfast. Uh- <laughs> Human. Mm. But anyway, we don't have any classes together, and it's just upsetting when you went through basically more than half of your schooling with somebody, and they just snatch you away from each other and throw me to the wolves. Highly disrespectful. So, going back to school and everything, how do you Okay, and I honestly about the dress code, like sometimes I feel it's necessary, like when a girl just like playing on wear a bra to school, like a sports bra, like, like don't don't do all that. I'm mean, like I get it, like a little tank top or like even a crop top tank top. You know how they be wearing it, but not no bra. So I get it, like it's kind of necessary in that category. But like if a girl want to wear spaghetti straps or like shorts, I'm like not straight on. Uh vagina cutters but like I feel like we should be free to wear certain things and it's like it's we're not wearing it to get boys attention like it just because we want to wear it and that's what I, I feel like a lot of teachers and adults don't understand sometimes because like hey who you trying to impress like baby we ain't trying to impress nobody but ourselves you know we just want to look good but that's really how I feel about the whole dress code situation. I feel like we should be free to wear whatever we want without somebody just like, oh, well, you're at, like you're asking to get looked at in a certain way. No, no, we're not. You know, this is just where we're comfortable in, and everybody has their different purposes. But I just feel like it's really weird because of the fact that if I wear a tank top with spaghetti straps, it's, oh, 
you need to cover up, you need to put something else on. But boys can whole walk around with their shirts off and just a hoodie on with their pants all the way to their knees and then they ain't a problem. And then even if you look at the dress code, like handbook or whatever, there's way more requirements for females than there are for males. And it's just not fair. It don't make sense. PPS, make it make sense. Do better. For real. So this ain't the move, child. This ain't the move. It's I'm trying really to tell you. I'm trying to tell you. Now, honestly, on top of that, I remember wearing a pair of shorts to school one time, and it was like, oh, are those below your fingertips? And I'm like, so I put my hands to my sides, and it was like literally just above. And they were like, oh, those are too short. You're going to need to wear them again. First of all, if my mother felt comfortable enough to send me out the house like this, why is it such a problem? And it wasn't like, you know, any of my body parts were out or anything like that. It's just very aggravating because of the fact that it's hot in our school. We don't have AC everywhere. Let's just be real. Not all the windows open. And the windows that do open are broken, so we can't open them. All I got to say, it's a little unfair that the office in the library had the nerve to have air conditioning. But the rest of the school don't. Like, like that cafeteria needs some air conditioning, child. Like, it's it's super hot in that school, and then when we dress in shorts or in a tank top or in a crop top occasionally, it's a problem, and I don't like that. For real, boxes. for real. If you look like adultification, because of the fact that y'all sitting up here so worried about what we got on that y'all can't teach. Me, they be worried about everything, every small little thing. But teaching that class, it bothers them so much that they got to stop the whole class and literally focus on that one person, that one person, just because they don't like something. That 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 makes me mad sometimes. I'm just like, child, you might as well just let them go. Like, they've been going the whole day, the whole day with having that on, and now you want to say something. It is way too late for that. It's The, the day's almost over. Or we just trying to get our day started so we can get out of here. Like, we trying to get our education and leave. Peace out. Like, we just trying to go. Because, <laughs> like, I just really don't get it. If you're an adult and you're so worried about what this 15-year-old girl has on that you can't pay attention to your lesson and to your students and to people that need help, there's a problem. But y'all don't want to talk about that. Y'all ain't ready for that conversation. <laughs> Y'all really not. Like I'm just being not they ain't ready for that conversation. Let's talk about it. Y'all be the main people talking about, you know, you gotta cover up. Boys don't wanna see that. You shouldn't have to change yourself for a boy. Nobody's trying to change themselves for a boy. We're trying to change ourselves for the weather. I'm gonna dress comfortably, honey. And if there's a problem with me dressing for 90 degree weather in a school where the windows don't work, so for real, for real, be feeling like 110 in there. If that's such a problem, adjust your classrooms, adjust your school, make it cooler in there so I don't have to wear that. Man, I remember they had something to say when we were in the, uh, we were in a classroom with no windows 
And they was really trying to come at us. It was like, I know it's hot. You know it's hot. Oh, really? I didn't notice. I didn't notice that you were over here hotboxing us. I didn't know. Like, I'm over here in jeans and a shirt. Y'all could have told y'all could have told a person. Like, I could have wore some leggings that day. Could have wore a short sleeve shirt. But I didn't want to tell nobody that we ain't have no windows on the first day of school. Like, come on now. Y'all could do better. Do better. Because that was so unacceptable. I was so mad. <laughs> Oh my, like, no, that day was just terrible. And then I come to school, like, every once in a while, I wear a crop top or whatever, you know, because I'm 16. I wear crop tops. My stomach is out. My mother allows me to wear things like that. But if I have to walk to every classroom, everybody's talking about cover up, pull your shirt down. You shouldn't have worn that to school. That's not appropriate for school. Why not? Y'all teach us anatomy anyway. I know don't be talking about uh, tank tops when some of them teachers be having on some tank top. Then on top of that, teachers be dressing worse than us sometimes. Are your shorts above your fingertips? Yes, they are, ma'am. Hey, <laughs> go put on some mom jeans or something. <laughs> That's you know? the mom jeans. No, for real. Like then on my like then on top of that, some teachers really just be wearing like V cut shirts. And be leaning over the desk. Like, child. You won't want to see your, your bahoobies? Your tatas? Like, at all. But then it's a problem for me to wear a crop top. And then y'all want to pull out my shirt all day. Tell me to put on a jacket. And then when I say no, oh, it's a problem. And y'all want to write me up because of the dress code. But boys can walk around with their butts out all day. And it ain't a problem. And if we leave the gym, I can't take my T-shirt off and wear a crop top, but a boy can take his whole shirt off, have no shirt on, and walk around the school. Oh. Okay. So they'd be saying what's up to the teachers and everything. But there is no correction. They're not ready for that conversation yet. Not at all. So overall, about the school year, we're just going to remain positive. We're going to think positive thoughts because, you know, we got this. You know, we're going to clap it up at the end. We're going to move on to the 12th grade. We're going to graduate. And that's just that. And that's on period. Okay. But, yeah, so basically I had an interview with this amazing person named Taylor Waits. You know, she has worked with us in Hype in the past and she continues to support us and hype us up daily. Taylor is a PhD student, DJ, blogger. She's also the co-founder of Hashtag Change Rape Culture and Creative. Currently pursuing a doctorate of philosophy for rhetoric and writing at the University of Pittsburgh. She was born in Houston, Texas, baby. Raised in Washington, D.C., and she lived her young adult life in Texas. Taylor combines all of her experiences in her projects. She currently teaches media after school with high school age students, provides graduate school consulting services, scholarship and fellow application assistance, and DJs, as well as produces music. She aspires to open her own high school after her graduate work, continue to service her community, and work in the academy. Now, if that doesn't sound like an amazing person, I don't know what does. And y'all need to get it together because, baby, Taylor is all that and a bag of chips. Period.
You already know. But on me, let me tell y'all something. I love that woman's energy, even though it can be a little overwhelming sometimes, because, you know, she be all, period, yes, baby, go ahead, because no freaking way, ah, and I'm just like, baby, I was at a one, <laughs> one nobody at 11, not yet, it's 8 o'clock in the morning, but you know, I love my baby, period, and if you don't love Taylor, there's a problem. You are not giving her some All I know is it. All I know is if you don't love her right now, you gonna love her in a minute. Yes. And also, I forgot to mention, I read her bio off of her website. It is taylorweights.com. Y'all should go look at it. You know, she has a lot of information on here about herself and about what she does. T-A-Y-L-O-R-W-A-I-T-S dot com. So y'all should definitely check it out. And before we get into this interview, you know, make sure you guys are following us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Our Instagram is hypemedia.pgh. You know, it's just H-Y-P-E-M-E-D-I-A dot P-G-H, as in Pittsburgh, you know. In, in Pennsylvania. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> and it's also the same for Twitter and it's also the same for Facebook. So, you know, just go follow us, go check us out, and you know, see what we be doing outside of this podcast. But yeah, so other than that, let's just get right into the interview. Oh my gosh. Are you ready for this? Do, 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 do. Yes, now I'm ready. Okay, so how are you today? I'm so good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Yes! Okay, so here we go, just jumping right in. So what made you want to stay in Pittsburgh? Um, Made me want to stay in Pittsburgh. Um, I got accepted into a PhD program, and so... That PhD program was in Pittsburgh, so I moved there. They said they were paying me money. I said, I'm on the way. <laughs> um, and that's what got me here, yeah. So what was it like when you first came to Pittsburgh? When I first came, it was very welcoming. It was in the summer. It was actually the weekend of 4th of July that I came to look for a place to stay. Um, and it was so beautiful. I remember staying on Murray right behind the giant eagle that I ended up going to for the next year and a half. And there was this view you could see of like Point Park and the river. And I was with my roommate or my current roommate at the time. And I was like, you know what? We made a good decision. Like This is going to be good. So after that 4th of July weekend, I was really set. And everyone around the community was outside with their chairs watching the fireworks i got a re- i was staying in someone's house instead of staying in a hotel so i got a really good sense of the neighborhood i jumped straight into being a dj um and to getting involved in the community and starting events for my movement change rape culture here so it's really become like a second home a place that has really welcomed me when i needed welcoming um during a time of such huge transition in my life so Pittsburgh has really been 
good for me. Yes, that's nice. That's a heartfelt story right there. Yes. <laughs> what is it like being a black woman in the LGBTQ plus community in Pittsburgh? Oh, it's interesting. It feels small because there's not a lot of people. So, you know, you've either dated one or helped one out or I've given one services or I've connected one to a counselor. So it's really complicated because you want to be there for for other folks in your community. But we're all just doing a lot. You know, we all work in the same fields. We're all trying to make sure everyone's housed, everyone's eating and everyone's having a good time. You'd be surprised how many Black gay women are also DJs and activists and organizers and graphic artists and also getting their PhD. Like, it's a lot of people who are in similar positions as I am, which is great because, you know, you can talk to them and get mentorship and also find friendship. Um, but it's also difficult because it's like, you know, you're, you're so in close quarters. You have to really work through the idea of community, of getting through accountability conversations um of holding each other when you are slipping of holding someone else up when they need when they need help and especially when you're not from a place it's really hard to like feel like like you're able to do that because you know i'm not from pittsburgh nor do i plan to live here for a long amount of time so i always feel like i'm in a weird position you know what i mean i don't want to overstep or say things or do things that aren't in my place but i feel like i have genuine intention and the black, the black queer women, especially the black queer folk here, have seen my heart and my intention, which is to, you know, spread joy to black people. Period. Um, and if you're down for that, you know, I'm down for you. And I think that the black queer community here is most definitely about black joy, and is most definitely about sharing resources. So it's been interesting. It's super small, but you know, you gotta love everybody, and you have to be there for everybody. It's kind of the whole thing about being black and gay. Love it. <laughs> so with being black and gay, as you say, have you ever experienced bias because of that? Yes, all the time. Every day is just like, what bias is getting thrown at me today? Is it the fact that I'm a, a black woman? Is it the fact that I dress the way that I do? Is it my voice? Is it what I wore? You know, there's so many things that can go through your head on a day-to-day as to why someone's like upset with my presence. but. I was actually teaching a session for some queer youth here in Pittsburgh um, and this young woman named Juniper, um, they were like, I want to be problematic. Like, that's what I want to call myself. I was asking themselves like to say some words about them. And they're like, I'm problematic. And I was like, why is that? And they're like, whenever I step in a room, it's a problem. And I was like, oh, that? It's like, I feel that very much as a black queer person. Like whenever I step in the room, it's going to be a problem. And so it's just sort of like a part of life at this point. Just kind of like, how can I duck and dodge these situations and still, you know, keep my sanity and be joyful? Uh, So yeah, it's, I definitely experience bias on a day-to-day basis, but I don't let it um, stop me. Because one, it's something that I know that I can work against to change. Mm-hmm. Um, and also something that won't stop me and what I want to do, period. So who inspires you to be you? Hmm, I think so many people inspire me to be me. I think every person who's ever told me like they've learned something from me or that they enjoy my authenticity 
has inspired me because, you know, I just truly just try and be myself. And that's really hard. And you never know if people are going to accept you. So I feel like the people who accept me fully for who are me, which is, um, you know, my family, Dr. Scott, you all, a lot of my students, my students are usually the ones who are like, bro, you're so cool. Like, shut up. Don't listen to them. And I'm like, no, period. I won't. Am I cutting in and out? There we go. Okay. So the next question is, what changes would you like to see in the Black community of Pittsburgh? Mm, what changes? That's a good question. I think some changes I'd like to see is a outpouring of resources towards the Black community from other communities. I don't really like require, I don't think there's anything else that I'm requiring of Black people right now other than to survive and to be okay and to maintain. It's really on our government um, and the that meaning the Pennsylvania government, the Allegheny County government, to sustain its its population and its people. And I feel that the Black community has always, it will always meet each other where they're at and give give ourselves what we need, which is what we continue to do. Um, so I think the Black community needs to continue to do what it's doing, continue to try and do its best to hold each other accountable. Um, but I don't think that that's something that hasn't been already happening. I think Pittsburgh is a hub of Black productivity, of Black joy, of Black art, of Black conversation. Um, it's really everybody else that has a problem, to be honest. If there are any young Black girls who are part of the LGBTQ plus community listening right now, mm-hmm. what would you do? Does any young Black girls? Okay. I would tell them to be safe, number one, because it is very hard to present or be open fully as yourself, especially when you're living with parents or family members or guardians or people that, you know, have legal ramifications over you. Um, So be, find connection, find community, find chosen family, find people that accept you fully for who you are and um, stick with them and really do the best that you can every day. Cause every day is really the chance to, to live your your best life. You have no other choice, but to work, honey. Great. Where do you see yourself five years from now? Five years from now, I see myself, I will probably be doing work to open my school. I would have graduated and earned my PhD at this point. I would be running a huge organization, Change Rape Culture. Um, And I'll be laughing the entire time. (laughs) Period. That's where I see it. The final question is, drum roll, please. (laughs) What would you say when you make it five years from now? What would you say to yourself in this moment? Yes, in this moment. Um, I would, (laughs) that's so funny. I was talking to my friend about how at my funeral, I want Moment for Life by Nicki Minaj to play. That's my jail. <laughs> I'm like the stars in the sky. I am yeah. no longer trying to survive. I believe that life is a prize. 
But the world doesn't be your alive. Don't worry about me and who I'm fire. I get what I desire. It's my empire. And yes, I got the shots. I am the empire. I speak the holy water of the empire. Period. <laughs> yes. Yes, that is what I would tell myself. Live in the moment, love. Listen to Nicki Minaj. Moment for life. Yes. <laughs> A great interview. Thank Wasn't you for that. Yes, thank you so much. You're an amazing interviewer. I loved it. Thank you so much. Yes. Those questions ever. Huh? Those questions took me forever. Really? Like, they were good questions. I enjoyed them. Thank you. They allowed me to tell my story. Yes. <laughs> that was the whole goal of the questions. So I'm glad I achieved that. Period. The Hype Media Podcast is made possible by the support of the University of Pittsburgh English Department, School of Social Work, and Center for Creativity. Also, the Homewood Children's Village and Neighborhood Allies. And most important, our moms of Dr. K. Thank you for all you do.